Each week, we take you around Austin P, the Athletics Department, sometimes Clarksville, and occasionally the OVC to give you the full scope of what's unfolding around us. I am Colby Wilson. He is Dylan Schwartz. And once again, we're here whether you like it or not. Sorry in advance. Dylan, how are you? I'm good about yourself. Doing good. And obviously, the top story, the big newsmaker this week, we have White Smoke. We have a new head coach of Austin P football, Mark Hudspeth, late of Mississippi State, now joining us here in Clarksville and Dylan you know after you sit down and you you look at everything that happened yesterday and the dust finally settles and you're able to take stock of the day and the hire itself I stopped short of calling it a home run hire because obviously you still have to play the games but from a pedigree a demeanor and overall day one vibe I don't think that could have gone any better for Coach Hud or for Austin P. We have an excitement about the future now. I don't think people have that feeling of, oh, Austin P. they got a new head football coach. He'll win seven games in four years and get fired, whatever. The outside world really regards this hire very well. Uh, it seems like a step in the right direction. Coach, coach Hud feels like a, he's a guy who can get us there, uh, get us to that next level of where we're trying to go as a football program. And you can see from the press conference when, when he was speaking, he has a spirit and energy that is really just infectious. And, you know, he's, he seems like a very enjoyable guy with a laser-like focus. And, you know, it'll serve him well here. And it served him well in his previous stints at other colleges from um, his head coaching days at Louisiana Lafayette to what he was able to do at Mississippi State as um, an associate head coach last season as well as be dominant, uh, a dominant head coach in uh, the high school scene. Um, all of those things, you know, he's most, most <laughs> all of those things will serve him Dude well. He's kicking the table I there. kicking the table there. Um, but – of course, um, Coach Hud is highly regarded. He has one of, if not the best, resume of an incoming Austin P. head football coach, and he wants to do things the right way. He mentioned in his press conference he'll have all of the student athletes. He wants them to sit in the first two rows of class and make sure the academic side is taken care of as well. And um, I think that's important as well, being a former student athlete and getting the academic side down before um, you know tra- before that translates onto the field. You need to have a good um, basis in the classroom. So, obviously, that was the big news of the week. Looking back last week on the field of competition, men's basketball with a record beating of Calvary, 83-point margin of victory in the 116-33 to contest was a program record. Also records, 33 points allowed was record low, as was 12 field goals allowed. 35 turnovers forced. I can't confirm that it was a record because our record book doesn't go back that far on turnovers, but that's almost a turnover a minute in a 40-minute Division I basketball game. I'm going to call that a record. Uh, for the Governor's kind of as a whole, this was a good game uh, to, to offer a bit of a mental break. Uh, guys got to – everybody got a lot of playing time. Guys got a chance to work some kinks out. Guys who'd been scuffling uh, like – Gum, uh, Dayton Gum and Yvonne Chuchak were outstanding. Uh, got a lot of run and a lot of minutes to really get that confidence built back up. 
Obviously, this is still uh, a bit of a mass unit for the governors, only nine dressed on Saturday. Um, it would have been nice to have had some depth and been able to get guys who have been injured for quite a few weeks now some low-stakes minutes against an opponent that, frankly, might have been inferior to me and you. I don't mean to disparage, but whew, we could have. Me, you, and a few people we found Mike could have put up 33 points. I mean, I averaged seven points coming University basketball intramurals, so, you know, I could have I could have maybe done something there. I am tall, vaguely, kind of heavy, five fouls. I mean, <laughs> we, we – possible. Yeah, you know, get, get a few of our student workers in there, and maybe we could have done something. Who knows? Uh, but for the governors, that's you – know, we're not going to spend a whole lot of energy uh, recapping what was a – just a trouncing from the the very beginning and never never really close up but moving over to women's basketball the the governors under David Midlick's tutelage got back to 500 last week yeah, it wasn't the trouncing that the men's team put on Calvary but it was still a very few things are yeah <laughs> but it was still a very complete performance and good win from the governors to defeat Alabama and A&M as you said to get back to 500 five and five now on the season Keisha Gregory had 21 points she had a good game last year against them as well and now had the game high with 21 points. Nigel Crawford, her second career, double-double, 12 points, 14 rebounds, with the 14 rebounds being another career high. Um, for the Govs, free throw shooting has really improved at the start of the year. I've mentioned this a couple times. You know, they just could not shoot the ball from the charity stripe. It was not going in. Um, they've shot at least 75% from the free throw line the past five games. Every single governor who um, played in the game against the Bulldogs on Sunday scored. Um... Gonzalez-Varner also added 13 points. Ariel Gonzalez-Varner, 13 points. Um, even though they got, um, t- even though they turned the ball over seven more times against the Bulldogs, they actually were very opportunistic with those turnovers. They had seven more points off turnovers. Um, so all in all, a very good performance. Um, led wire to wire. That was the first time they had done that all season. And you know, you may recap or you may think of other games like Christian Brothers or Trevecca where they had you know, pretty easy wins. This was the first time they had a wire-to-wire victory the entire season. Um, 75-58 final. They led by as much as 29 at one point as well. So a complete victory and, um, you know, a, a very good result for David Midlick and his, his team. Great weekend on the hardwood. Also an outstanding weekend uh, up in Carbondale for Austin P. Track and Field as they closed out the pre-Christmas portion of the indoor season at the Saluki Fast Start. Four individual victories for the Governors, uh, Sabrina Richmond in the 400-meter, Austin Peay's first individual indoor 400-meter winner since 2016, uh, Tamitha Tolbert uh, with the first Governors win in the 60-meter since 2015, and Michaela Smith, freshman, uh, with the first 800-meter win since 2014. So really, really good showings, uh, excellent way to end the pre-Christmas portion of the schedule. Oh, Savannah Amato also won in the pole vault, but she does that rather often, and we're going to talk to her uh, a little bit more extensively here in just a few minutes as she is our guest, and so we will take a break and come right back with Savannah Amato of the Track and Bill team right after this. So clean in the mob, just how I can show up at this body now. Everyone they are watching, no one will prove you wrong, but you leave me with no option. Yeah, yeah. Everybody asking post, when is the album dropping? Ever since the very first day, yeah, that I've been popping. No one will prove you wrong, but you leave me with no option. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, swinging in a fall, now they taking photos, 
With just over a semester remaining in her collegiate career, Savannah Amato could stop right now and be a no-doubt Hall of Famer. Listing her accolades and honors will take most of the time available we have for this interview, so I'll just shorten it up. Welcome to the GOAT, Savannah Amato. Thank you. How do you challenge yourself and sustain success? Honestly, sometimes it's hard. I was thinking about it, and you know, sometimes it is hard to challenge yourself, especially when you're tired or you have a lot of schoolwork or things like that. Um, but you have to constantly remind yourself that your competitors are working hard specifically just to beat you. And you have a big target on your back, um, you know, winning the OVC back-to-back. People know who you are, and they want to beat you. So you just have to constantly remind yourself that when you're tired and when you can't see your competition, they're still there, and they still want to beat you. Track and field's kind of a quirky team sport because you don't compete together too much. The vaulters have their time, the sprinters theirs, mm-hmm. so forth and so on. How do you go about being a good teammate in those circumstances? Honestly, sometimes it just depends on the meet. Sometimes I can catch some of the events before I go or some of the, event, uh, some of the events after I go, or sometimes I'll just have to catch them at a different meet. Um, and also being a good teammate in practice, you know, showing your support and letting them know that you're always there for them, um, even if you can't watch them compete on the track. What's your relationship like with Daisha Hicks? Because you guys came in at the same time. You've been teammates every step of the way. Uh, what's it, what's it like to develop that bond with somebody over the years? Honestly, we've gotten really close. She was actually the one who gave me my visit because she was already committed here um, before I was. So she showed me around and things like that. So I kind of knew her right off the bat. Um, and we've gotten really close, you know, competing together. Um, and we also hang out a lot outside of practice. Me, Dish, and Morgan are, are all super close. So, um, But at the end of the day, we are rivals. You know, we definitely go back and forth um, when it comes to competition. Um, but friends at the end of the day. What's more important to you, winning or setting records? It's funny that you ask that um, because we talk about this a lot because um, you can you know, PR sometimes and not win the meet. Um, it depends on the meet for me personally. So if it's not a conference meet, it's more important to me to set a record. But if it's a conference meet, I go to win. So that's kind of the mindset um, I have going into every conference meet. It'd be great to set a record there, but the goal is to win first and then set records when it comes to conference. You've been to the NCAA East prelims each year of your career so far. I have no reason to think you won't again this year. Describe how that progression is from when you're a wide-eyed freshman to now in your last one you were a junior, you'd been through it before. Mm-hmm. You kind of knew what to expect. Freshman year you just go in. You're just there to experience. Um, I didn't have that great of a result. My freshman year was kind of tough. Um, you're just kind of nervous being there with such huge schools. Sophomore year, a little bit more relaxed. You've been there before. Um, I went in, I think I uh, jumped 403 or 404. So I was kind of near the bottom of the totem pole still as a sophomore. Last year, I expected a lot more just because I had jumped 418 and I knew that I could, that I could be top 12. So you just put a little bit more pressure on yourself knowing that you can compete with them and that you can possibly come out top 12. What was different about the 2018? I know that you were a little disappointed mm-hmm. and just I think you had high expectations of yourself. I think we all hold you with mm-hmm. very high expectations. Were you did you feel like that one kind of got away from you a little? Honestly, I do. 
Um, I wasn't happy with my performance. I felt like um, I could have done much better. Um, but at the end of the day, it's God's plan, and that wasn't in the plans or in the cards for that day. So, I mean, I have two more shots, um, indoor and then east prelims and then possible na um, national appearance. So hoping this year is the year. Is it tough because, you know, it so much just boils down to three jumps on one mm -hmm. day when anything can happen? It is tough. Um, you could have a great season. You see a lot of girls that go there, some of the top-seeded girls um, and guys, and they just don't end up advancing for whatever reason. They had a bad day. You know, um, the conditions weren't in their favor. So it's definitely hard on that day, but also sometimes it can turn out in your favor. Um you could come in with a PR that maybe you don't think you're going to make it and you could PR and, you know, you could go to national. So um, I think it could be good and bad. It just depends on how it goes. <laughs> All right. Let's do either or rapid fire. Okay. Coffee or soda? Soda. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Museum or amusement park? Amusement park. You can only have one for the rest of your life. Burgers or tacos? Burgers. Mountains or beach? Beach. Shop online or in a store? In a store. Family or career? Family. Beyonce or Cardi B? Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> you had an answer for every one of those. Most people just kind of sit in him and haw and think about it, and you had it like that. <laughs> Very impressed. What's it been like working with a new coach this year in TJ Pride? Honestly, um, at the beginning of the season, we all had meetings with him. We all had um, to set our goals like I've talked about before. And one of the biggest things we talked about is getting us to trust him. And I told him, I said, if you can get me to trust you, I'm all on board. So, um, you know, we were a little apprehensive at first, a little nervous about having a new coach, um, especially my senior year. Um, but honestly, I can say nothing but good things about him. He remains calm in a meet setting, which is really nice for us. Um, he pumps us up when we need it. Um, and it's nice to have someone that can relate to, to what you're saying when things don't feel right or things aren't going well. He can be like, okay, all right, let's take a step back. Let's figure out what's going on. So, so far it's going great. When you add a new face to your routine after three years of doing the same things with the same people more or less every single day, mm -hmm. there's got to be a little bit of apprehension. How have you guys adjusted to that? Honestly, I think it's just been a lot of us getting to know each other and, like, him getting to know us as people and him getting to know us as vaulters. Um, and I think he's really assimilated – super well um sometimes we're just super crazy and like to have fun and you know mess around at practice and he deals with us really well and he keeps us on track so i think it's going well you added another face last year in morgan bradley who started off a little slow and by the end of the year was ovc freshman of the year mm -hmm. do i don't want to ask if you can take any credit for <laughs> what morgan was able to do but how proud were you to see what she was able to accomplish in such a short amount of time? Honestly, it was incredible. Um, Morgan's also from Ohio, um, so I kind of took her under my wing at the beginning of the year and, you know, just tried to make her feel at home and welcome like um, one of my previous teammates, Demi, had done to me because I know it really helped me out. Um, so I just tried to, you know, kind of show her the way. Um, but honestly, hats off to Morgan. She worked super hard, um, grinded in the weight room, did everything she could and came out on top. I literally cannot be more proud of her. Um, she had a great season, finished second in the OVC, freshman of the year, um, and I definitely expect her and Daisha to make it to East Prelims this year. Wow, that's mm -hmm. a bit of a challenge. 
Uh, and that would probably also mean sweeping the podium at mm-hmm. OVC, which I know has been a long-time goal for you guys. Does that feel yeah. closer than ever? It does. We don't even, honestly, it gives me chills to think about it. We don't even talk about it at practice um, because it's just something in the back of our heads, and we know if we focus too much on it, um, we don't want to, like, jinx it, I guess. So we do our best to try to work hard. We know with hard work and consistency that will come. So we just try not to like push that, push that out, and just do the best that we can. And we know if we do that, then we will sweep the podium. You see the other vaulters in the area a lot, just because mm-hmm. there's so few. You know, you got Vandy, you got Western, you got a few others here and there, but you're always kind of at the same meets. Mm-hmm. Would you describe those as rivalries, or is there more of a spirit of camaraderie? Honestly, I'd say more of a camaraderie. Like, obviously, at the end of the day, um, everybody wants to do their best and everybody wants to come out on top. But even at the last meet, we're all cheering for each other, you know, wishing each other good luck, um, hoping everyone makes the next bar, everyone has their best day they possibly can. So, honestly, I feel like it's more of a camaraderie um, than anything. We want to see everybody do their best and, you know, have a safe um, competition with lots of PRs. If Dink from Vanderbilt PRs, you're going to raise your game and Dink will raise her Mm -hmm. game. It's like that, right? Yep. And actually, Dink I know from high school. Um, She's also from Ohio. What is it about Ohio that keeps pumping out awesome (laughs) pole vaulters? Yeah, so there's a lot of people from Ohio. Gretchen was from Ohio. I'm from Ohio. Morgan and then Kristen Dink as well. Um, I think it's just helpful, too. Uh, Daisha was in front of me in the lineup um, last weekend. When you see your teammate make it, it makes you want to make it as well you know what I mean just like you're saying kind of fuels the fire and you're like okay they made it I know I can do it so it's helpful (laughs) what do you do on days when you don't have it honestly you just try to you work with what you have that day sometimes um you don't feel on and sometimes you feel great the day I jumped 415 it couldn't have went better um the day I jumped 418 417 um wasn't it pouring down rain that day? It was raining. I didn't feel very good in warm-ups. I was like, this is uh, – I didn't even know if I was going to compete that day. Um, but it ended up turning out pretty well. So you just kind of go with what you have, um, and you trust in your training. You know you've done it before. You've been there before. Um, and that's just kind of what you do at every meet. So. When you want simple solutions to your banking needs, turn to Forterra Credit Union. You will find easy ways to save money, convenient service to fit your lifestyle, and low-rate loans that stretch your budget. Let us see if we can save you money on your next loan with affordable, flexible real estate loan options and save time by making it easy to apply with quick approvals on all our loans. Giving you banking options to save more money or make more money is the benefit of using the financial services of Forterra Credit Union. Visit ForterraCU.com for more information. The AP Govs Cup stuff, I see that. Mm-hmm. Combs sees that. We see where it's coming from. More often than not, it's coming from people at track and field. Mm-hmm. Why is it so important to you guys to keep that spirit alive? Because it seems like every single event, multiple track and field athletes mm-hmm. are there and supporting and posting to Twitter and posting to Instagram. We see it. Why is it so important to you? Honestly, I think it's super important to support the other teams um, you know, to be active, like we want them to support us. So I feel like um, we need to go support them. Um, our freshmen, uh, our two throwers, Jackie and Corey, have been doing a great job going to everything. Um, if I can't be there, or if one of my other teammates can't be there. But also, I think it's just the spirit of being a student athlete. Like we love to win. So 
and part of that is showing our support and getting those points wherever we can. Um, so I think that's like a big driving factor behind it. We love supporting the teams, but we also really like to win. So <laughs> we try to get as many girls there as we can. Okay, so the last little bit here is the questions that I like to wrap up each episode with, and they kind of get a little bit more in-depth. Mm -hmm. Interested to see where <laughs> this goes. What is your favorite word? My favorite word? It can be any word? Any word. Well, uh, try to keep it somewhat PG. I'm not – no <laughs> one's dropped an F-bomb on here so far, but I'm not sure uh, what the censors would do if they did. I think my favorite word at the moment is epiglottis. Uh, it's like <laughs> – it's the little flap in the back of your throat that separates um, where your food goes and where your air goes. So, fun okay. fact for you. <laughs> What's your least favorite word? Um, I don't like soda. We call it pop. I don't like when people say soda or Coke. You're in the deep south. I now. know. It's, it's everything's just strange. Coke. Like, it's like okay. Who or what inspires you? Um, probably my family, like my parents, my twin sister. Um, she actually was born with cerebral palsy, so um, it's technically like a disability. Um, she just walks a little slower, you know, has done everything a little slower. Um, but she's done nothing but prosper. You know what I mean? She's she's always come. Um, She's always been in the face of adversity, and somehow she's always overcome it. She's always walked a little slower, um, things like that, and now she swims at a Division three school, and she's a bio um, Spanish double major. So just to see her, like, she, she has faced so much adversity and so many challenges, but somehow managed to overcome all of them. Does that give you even more of an appreciation for all the things that you've been blessed with? It really does. Um, it's hard, and I know she struggles with it sometimes, but honestly, like, it makes me so much more grateful and it makes me want to work so much harder just because I know she wants, you know, she may not be able to do some of the things that I can do. Um, so it just makes me want to do that so much better and to the best of my ability. What's the last book you read for fun? Um, I think it was like Twilight in like eighth grade. I really don't think I've read any books since then. Um, unless they were like my biology book or something like that. So. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. You're in college. <laughs> What's your worst habit? Hmm. My worst, probably my most annoying habit that people don't like. Um, we get in these weird, like me and Daisha get in these weird like phases, and we say everything with like a shh in front of it. So like when we talk, we we'll like. I don't even know what you're saying. And, like, people get really annoyed and think it's, like, really annoying, so. I can see that. <laughs> What's the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? I am terrified of water. So whenever I'm on, like, a lake or a pond, like, that is super stressful for me. So super terrifying. Don't like that at all. You're not a big ocean person then, I'm guessing. Mm -mm. Okay. What's your idea of happiness? Um, for me, it's, it's finding a job that makes me happy. Um, eventually having a husband and kids. I can't wait to have kids. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're nice. <laughs> what is your idea of misery? Mm, probably being stuck at a job that I just really don't like. To me, it's not really about the money. It, 
I mean, money's important, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but just being stuck at a job that I just really don't like um, would be pretty miserable for me. What makes you self-conscious? Um, that's a good one, honestly. I don't know. I don't really like to talk in front of the class. That kind of makes me self-conscious. But once I get going, I'm like, okay, you can do it. You're a Division One athlete. Get it together. You're born for this. So I usually can get it together. But that, at first, like, kind of has me shook. <laughs> what is the most embarrassing song you've ever purchased? Hmm. Um... Given the struggle that we've had picking... That's a good one. I don't know, yeah. Given the struggle we had picking your intro music for this, I'm going to say this is going to take a second. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. Everybody's got something in their iTunes where they're like, what was I thinking when I decided to purchase this? I just go in phases with songs. Like, I'll listen to, like, a, a list of songs, and then I'll listen to it again. I'm like, oh, that was so annoying. Why did I... Like... Like, Call Me Maybe, for example. Like, I listened to that to a, a bunch, and then I was like, oh, my gosh, that's terrible. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess that one could be it. How would you prefer to die? Well, definitely not water. Um, I thought you were going to say definitely not soon. <laughs> yeah, not soon as well. Um, probably, like, being super old and just, like, dying in my sleep. Yeah, that's a basic one. <laughs> If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? I would like to come back as a dwarf baby zebra or a chimpanzee. What's that first one? A dwarf baby zebra. So a baby zebra because it's small, but if it's a dwarf, it'll be even smaller. So either a dwarf baby zebra or a chimpanzee because I really like chimpanzees. A baby chimpanzee preferably, but, you know, I'd have to grow up. I'm going to have to Google the (laughs) zebra thing. Um, What might prompt you to lie? Hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm not really good at lying, especially if someone asks me the question directly. I'm. I try. I'm like, and then I just have to. I just have to spill it. So, usually, I'm not a very good liar. So, <laughs> really, nothing. What makes you hopeful? Um. Just like in general. Yeah. For example, like with my career path. Um. So I'm pre medicine, and as you know, like super hard to get into med school um so i think something that keeps me driven and keeps me like um going toward my goals is the fact like people have done it before like it's doable um so i think that's a big thing and same thing with pole vault um like people have jumped 16 feet people like regular people just like me have went to the olympics so things like that um keep me pushing you know keep me driving forward knowing that other people have done it before what is our purpose in life? Um, let's see. I mean, I I personally think our purpose in life is to just make others happy. Um, you know, obviously make yourself happy, but just to be the best person that you can be, be caring individual, loving, um, be a good friend, be a good mom, daughter, sister, um, You mentioned med school, obviously. Mm -hmm. That's pretty high on the list of your future goals Mm -hmm. and ambitions. What else is kind of on that list? Is there a a thought to trying to make a run at Olympics or World Championships or something like that? Mm -hmm. 
Um, definitely, I would like. Definitely, I would like to, um, you know, go as far as I can, especially when it comes to pole vault. Um, definitely, it's kind of going to depend on this year. Um, if I jump 14 plus, I definitely want to keep going. Um, you know, give it a shot um, and see how far I can go with it, whether that be USA's or the Olympics or um, whatever that may be. Finish this sentence for me. This season will be a disappointment unless I am able to blank. Honestly, just do my best. If I do my best, I can never be disappointed. If I feel like I have given my all, um, and this is kind of my like motto just in general in the classroom and on the track, if I feel like I have given my absolute all and I come up short, there's nothing to you know, be sad about or to regret because I gave it everything I possibly could. Um, if I feel like I didn't, if I didn't do enough or I could have done more, I could have studied more, I could have taken one last jump at practice, that's the only time I'm going to be left feeling kind of dissatisfied and kind of upset with myself. That's a really good perspective to have on that. Uh, Savannah, thank you for your time today. You've been a marvelous guest. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you to Savannah Amato, this week's guest, and a fantastic ambassador for Austin P. Athletics. Looking ahead to the field of competition this week, if we thought last week was us slowing down around here, this week comes to a full-out stop. One men's basketball game remains against Purdue-Fort Wayne, always a quality opponent, and at long last, a Division I home contest for the Governors. The Mastodons are at 500 on the season with a 6-6 six and six record, but crushed an Ohio Valley Conference foe in Eastern Illinois two weeks ago, 104 to 60 in Charleston. The governor's looking to erase an 0 and 4 mark all time against the Mastodons. Uh, and really, a couple of years ago, it was really tough. Uh, we went up to Fort Wayne and just absolutely got slaughtered. And it was a it was a kind of game. It was a kind of loss that it was tough to bounce back from. It took a while. Uh, for the, the governors that season to really get back right. And so for the, the guys who remain on the roster from that trip, I, I hope there's a little bit of vengeance in mind from that. The women's team closes their non-conference slate with the road trip to Evansville in the final game for David Bidlick's team in 2018. And if you want to make the two-hour trip to Evansville, it's a good chance to check out the Ford Center, which is once again the site of the 2019 OVC basketball tournament for the men and the women. Last year against the Purple Aces, Keisha Gregory, who we mentioned earlier, had a great game with Alabama and AM. She scored 11 points last year against the Purple Aces, and Brianna Furby had a team-high 17 points and an 82-73 win in the Dunn Center. And the Govs, even though they're 11-8 and all-time against the Purple Aces, well, they're looking for their first win in Evansville since 2001. So hopefully they can get that done. And that's it. 
two two events this week. I mean, everything comes to a grinding halt. Friday is winter commencement, the end of exams. By Friday, everybody will be done. No more exams, classes, studying, papers. Uh, if you made it to the end without a nervous breakdown, congrats. Even better if you got straight A's. I want to climb on my soapbox here for a second. I support exams and studying for them. I mean, it's part of the academic mission around here. But take care of yourself. Use this time to, to get a little bit of R&R as you step away from classes for a few weeks. Uh, don't, don't compromise your mental health. Take care of yourself. Enjoy the R&R. Classes will be there in January when you come back. Uh, just, you know. Enjoy it. I, I can say that now with the experience of I have to come to work every day regardless. Yeah, I'm, n- I'm now just having that feeling after being in school the past, you know, however many years and now having to, you know, basically start working in the real world now. This this has almost nothing to do with the real world. <laughs> um, there is nothing on the plate community service wise until um, students return and we will get you guys an AP, Cov- AP Gov's Cup update in the next few weeks when we finalize the fall numbers. That's hashtag AP Gov's Cup to you. <laughs> get in touch, stay in touch via web and social. Dylan, where can the people go to keep up with us during the holiday season? Yeah, you can find us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Let's Go P, and you can follow each individual team uh, as well on Twitter. Shout out to Taylor Wiseman and Tyler Davis, uh, Taylor and Video Services, Tyler in uh, digital services. Um, they did all of those pics and videos and graphics you saw of Coach Hud as well. All those stuff, yeah, all the stuff you saw of him getting off the plane or uh, from the press conference, from the reception was all, um, you know, ba- basically they ran the operation there and were able to get some good photos and videos of Coach Hud in his first couple of days in Clarksville. Let's go P.com for dates, news, stories. Dylan, Cody Bush, Stephan Olay, and myself. Uh, we also did a few things when uh, Coach Hug got hired. Plenty of information over at Let's Go P.com for your perusal there. And if you want tickets, the ticket gurus. Yeah, we, we mention them every time as well. You should know them by now if you want some tickets. Katie Locke and Sydney Hooper, they have you covered. Um, and, you know, Austin P. single game tickets are pretty much the ultimate stocking stuffer, and you'll get high marks from, you know, what whoever you give them to um and for for the fellas i know some of your ladies may like diamonds or or new clothes or whatever but for the ladies i know many people especially many men who will prefer austin p basketball tickets find us on itunes soundcloud stitch or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast give us a rating and review on the podcast five stars five stars and if you want to suggest a guest let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out or uh Gage Dillon about joining APSU Fight Club. Email us at schwartzd at apsu.edu or wilsonrc at apsu.edu, and we will talk to you again, maybe not next week, but here fairly soon. Is that a real thing, APSU Fight Club? I, it is if you make it up. See you, everybody. <laughs>